Everybody and welcome to their sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Hey everybody! How you doing there, Philly? Good. I have a fun anecdote. So when I edit the podcast, because now we're all recording on separate devices, and then I marry them together for the edit. The, the easiest way for me to do it is when we say sports, 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 and each person says it separately. It's on a pretty good rhythm, so it's. Uh, I use that cadence to edit it together. Yeah, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Wait, what rhythm exactly? Like everybody does. Like it's spaced out pretty evenly. Oh, I see what you're saying. This so is, yeah, <laughs> this is one of those things that I I know about myself, but I feel like very few other people do because it hasn't come up since I was in high school. You've got great rhythm. I have exceptional rhythm. When I, I was know. in high school band, I mean, obviously the percussionists were. We're the best at that, but I was certainly, I think, better than the bad percussionist. So, but it's funny. Great rhythm can't dance. No. I know this because in college, me and Joel got forced to go to a dance club one night. Yeah, I was also very uncomfortable at that dance club. I'm a little oh, better sure. <laughs> when I when I at least like the music. I'm a little bit better, but yeah. And I tell people this. Part of the reason I don't like to dance is because I am. I have excellent rhythm, but I'm hideously uncoordinated. So I'm right. painfully aware of how offbeat I'm dancing. So you can't translate the rhythm to your limbs. Yeah. So right. I'm in your head. It looks so good, but yeah. then you just can't do it. Also, why I'm not a drummer. Like I could translate it into my breath and my lips as a trumpet player. I could sort of tap it a little bit. I would. But y- like... I would use that line at the dance club, and I think you might do well. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Hey, tr- trumpeters, all brass players famously good kissers for just this right. okay we gotta move on <laughs> all right speaking of famously good kissers uh, today on the show we have tennis superstar roger federer oh Back yeah he is transition. a transition <laughs> yeah he, he uh he he topped the recent forbes list of the highest paid athletes i believe this is the first time in several years that it wasn't a soccer player yeah yeah so we have him i don't think he's gonna clear the air i think we're just gonna talk to him about his i guess success yeah. We get to talk to a rich guy. It's pretty oh, I fun. think it's, you know, from a Forbes perspective, it's a very interesting uh, revelation because his his earnings are almost entirely going to be from endorsements. Uh, you know, he's not even a particularly good tennis player anymore. I mean, really? He's, I thought that he's not number one. No, no sorry. Compared, compared to old Roger Federer, he's a shadow of what he once was. Ouch, jeez, Joel. I mean, maybe you should get burritos this time. That's a little harsh. I mean, that's that's how good Roger Federer used to be. Like, he's even now among the best tennis players in the world. But, like, in his prime, Roger Federer was, like, a whole different uh, level. Well, well, okay. Well, maybe that's something you can bring up in the interview in a tactful, polite way. Yeah. Actually, uh, the other day I was reading about there was a guy who... uh, the year that Roger Federer won his first Wimbledon, right before that, he bet that Roger Federer was going to win Wimbledon seven times in his career, and it paid. <laughs> nice. Well, we have we'll have him on. We have a news, news, news. Phil, we got a wide world of weird sports. You're goddamn right, we do. But first, sports update. Watch Death Watch. Sports update. Watch. Wait, what? Ah, uh, Death Watch. Oh! Brought to you by. Milton's Funeral Home. Business is a-boomin'. 
Boston Marathon Cancelled and Will Be Run Virtually. Subheadline, Thousands of White People Inconvenienced. Sub-subheadline, Virtual Marathon? I don't think I need to tell who the champion of this will be. Leroy Jenkins! (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) Phil knew. Phil knew exactly who. Yeah, totally. Uh, Usually held every year on Patriots Day, the Boston Marathon was first moved from April to September and has now been moved from September to, well, whatever is easiest for you to cheat. (laughs) The... uh, it's the 124th Boston Marathon canceled, and this is the first time of a cancellation in the marathon's history. So now we're stuck with that awkward situation every year where we're not sure if we should use how many years old the event is itself or how many races have been run. Oh, yeah. They did this with the Tour de France that they did. It's the 100-year anniversary of the Tour de France. And then, like, nine years later, they're like, it's the 100th Tour de France. And we're like, and, you guys just wanted two parties. And then they did the 80th anniversary of the Vichy Tour de France. Yes, exactly. Mm. Uh, I actually have in, in the notes, uh, Joel brings up Tour de France. So. <laughs> yep. Of course, uh, runners will be refunded their fees, and sadly, all charities must return their donations to the runners. Oh. In what is the, must be the ultimate producers-like scam. <laughs> right. Uh, the race generally has 30,000 participants. Obviously, it was determined that's not feasible nowadays. But before deciding to go virtual, more on that later, other ideas were floated. The best of these ideas was starting the event tomorrow, limiting it to 10 participants a day, and closing down 26 miles of Boston's roads for the next 3,000 days. <laughs> I kind of like that, because then you get to really know the characters. <laughs> Um, But instead, the Boston Athletic Association uh, will hold the race virtually. Those who are registered in the race will have an opportunity to participate. What does a virtual race mean? Uh, That it's, uh, you're, let me guess. You're, so you're running and then you're using some sort of like run keeper app and then you just run 26.2 miles Yeah, Yeah, no, runners will be responsible for buying their own VR headsets and will need both a strong wireless internet connection and somewhere to run in place for six hours. Yeah, that (laughs) makes a lot of sense. (laughs) No, no, you were right. It's uh, virtual runners are just required to complete 26.2 miles in six hours and provide proof of timing. So I assume if you're a marathon runner, you already have the app that would do this. Runkeeper. Yeah. Strava. Something like that. Probably uh, some sort of activity. fancy treadmill. Yeah. yeah. Apple Health. Um, right. So if you can do that or game the system, you will get an official <laughs> Boston Marathon program, T-shirt, medal, and runner's bib, all for your shadow box. Nice. What you can do is there's a technology where you can spoof the GPS uh, on your phone by using VPNs. So if anybody wants to run the Boston Marathon virtually but doesn't want to leave their home, hit me up. I, if they can you do that over like implausible things like it says here that you ran across the Hudson River to the top of the Statue of Liberty across the water to Ellis Isle and back to Manhattan. <laughs> you absolutely can. And you know how I know that because in Pokemon Go, spoofing is an excellent way to catch those rare Pokemon. Sports <laughs> update watch update death watch. Sports update watch update. Uh, what was that? Oh my god. Oh death watch. Ugh! Brought to you by Milton's Funeral Home. It's a scary place. 
News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Colorado Rockies' Charlie Blackman says nobody is going to stop him from spitting. Good. Subheadline, I knew he wasn't a real Tri-Delta. Tri-Delta, everyone else has. Major League Baseball, like all professional sports leagues, is planning a return. And while we, the public, may be skeptical of the sports leagues, you don't understand they assembled a task force. <laughs> mm. uh, MLB has a proposal to have baseball play in a healthy way. Mm. Uh, the proposal includes protocols that are mostly where you're used to being emailed from the places you order delivery from. Okay. Yeah, new balls will be used each time uh, one is put in play and touched by multiple players. And okay. generally now, balls are basically out of play as soon as they're hit. So that's, a, that's basically no change. Yeah, but, waste. But they're also discouraging going around the horn after strikeouts, which... Oh, my goodness! Which, which like discouraging high fives, this is tough just because of muscle memory. Yeah. Um, uh, Phil, I don't know if you know, going around the horn is when they throw the ball around the infield after a strikeout. Seems like a waste of energy. <laughs> it's actually just to keep people in the game. Because uh, to, keep, to keep fans from, like, just going, nothing's happening. They're not doing anything with the ball. No, oh, no, okay, no, they threw no, it around. No, okay. Phil, the players. The players it's, need something to perk yeah. themselves up. It's for the oh, second is, baseman who's saying nothing's happening. they're playing a sport where they just need to find something to do? Yeah. You know, if, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean, baseball players. Uh, but I hope, you know, basically some team with a hip, young infield will basically have everyone mime it. And that would be a fun meme. Oh, yeah. It's miming around the horn. Lineup cards will not be distributed in person, and non-playing personnel must wear masks in the dugout at all times. Um, because showers uh, are ba- – and hot and cold uh, – they have hot and cold tubs, right, and showers, and those are areas where a lot of germs could spread on account of the team-wide orgies. Players <laughs> are encouraged to shower at home and not use the tubs. Okay. Uh, to which Milwaukee brewer Brett Anderson tweeted – Hats off to everyone playing in Atlanta in August. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Um, but some of this, honestly, the, the hot and cold tub thing does actually infringe on the things these players do to take care of their bodies. Yeah. Um, uh, Charlie Blackman, who is known for his post-game body recovery routine, has a workaround for the cold tubs. Quote, I'm going to go to Home Depot, get a 50-gallon rubber trash can, just put it in the auxiliary closet, and dump a bunch of ice and a hose in it. That'll work. Yeah. Why not? That's, cold tubs are not that hard to make. Like, the science of that is pretty simple. <laughs> Fair. Fair. But, but the big one that's been getting headlines is that players will not be allowed to spit or use smokeless tobacco or sunflower seeds. Whoa. Not okay. Yeah. Unless, oh, sorry, gum and sunflower seeds can be used if the user is willing to swallow the entire wad of gum or what? whole sunflower seeds. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> obviously, they're, they're probably doing these in consultation with doctors. At least I'm hoping. So I'm going to have to assume that there's something to that. But from what I understand, like, I don't know how spitting is going to cause that much more danger to other people. Like, unless they, like, get down and lick the loogie. 
No, because it releases aerosol virons, right? Isn't that the thing? Like what? What the same reason why choirs? Right. That but I, uh, I think you, with you yeah you 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 release significantly less when you're spitting than you do when you're breathing or talking. Like at know. least when you spit, the virus would be concentrated and then go straight to the ground. When you exhale, you're like you know spraying this cloud of virus drop it droplets everywhere in the near vicinity. Oh, maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's like aliens where when somebody spits but they have the virus, then it turns into acid on the ground and melts through the bottom of the thing. Right. Well, like I said, if they've consulted with doctors and been informed that spittle's going to turn into acid, then yeah, I guess it makes sense to me. But well, few. They've already now here's the thing, they've already banned uh chewing tobacco for all new players. Okay? Yeah, which that that's a different and getting, get and that. getting chew out of the game is one is like the one thing that the old, largely white, largely moral, largely large, sorry, they're fat, moral <laughs> yeah. crusading sports writers have actually been correct about, you yeah. know, getting that out of the game. But and it's really hard to explain this if you didn't play baseball. And I feel stupid saying this, but spitting is actually engraved in the game. Yeah. It, it specifically, I would say the sunflower seeds and like chewing gum, which just leads to the buildup of saliva. And and a lot of this is because base, baseball's boring. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and if you think you get bored watching baseball, imagine you're an outfielder on a bad team in September, <laughs> playing a four and a fucking half hour game against the Yankees because none of them want to swing their bat against your fifth starter, and it's really fucking <laughs> hot, and you're tired because you played a four and a half hour game against the Yankees the night before, and again, everyone's taking fucking pitches against your fourth starter but no 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 by all means make us not spit anymore <laughs> so uh the charlie blackman said wait what i'm a hundred percent gonna spit that's ingrained in my playing the game whether or not i'm dipping or chewing gum i'm still gonna spit i have to occupy my mind it's not like putting things on autopilot i don't have this idle time where my consciousness wanders i fill my time with thought processes that are like a cruise control what i've never heard somebody say nothing with more words yeah well hey listen here's to charlie being very open about this you know i don't think he's he's getting defensive as much as he's just trying to like give people some insight into the mind of a baseball player sure indians pitcher josh tomlin agrees saying quote it's probably not physically possible for him to play baseball without spitting he, what? He is addicted to tobacco, and even if he switches to a nicotine patch or starts lighting cigarettes behind the dugout, he will not be able to stop spitting because he says he all but blacks out on the mound. He goes, if I'm spitting, I don't remember spitting. If I pick up dirt and wipe it on the ball, I don't even think about doing it before I do it. It just happens. Hell, I even do it playing catch sometimes. Oh, that's called being in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> Even Phil knows that. <laughs> I think that, like, honestly, the hardest part, like, I do think it's a, I understand why they're doing this for obvious public health reasons. Uh, but I think it's going to be really hard to enforce just because, yeah, like, so much of it is just muscle memory. Like, yeah. you just spit because you spit. And I, I mean, again, uh, if, if an epidemiologist can explain to me what I'm not getting about the virus and why spitting is still super dangerous... It's I the guess acid thing. You. Phil explain. Joel, the epidemiologists are busy right now. <laughs> no, but informing the public is one of the important things they're doing. Not individually. <laughs> 
Joining us now on the podcast is tennis superstar and very wealthy man, Roger Federer. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, uh, hello, Roger. It's good to be here on the podcast. It's Probably great to have you. The most famous Swissman since William Tell. Yes, absolutely. By the way, I was trying to figure out where to submit my W-9 for getting paid up for this a podcast. Oh no! This is this is not a this is not a paid uh, appearance, yeah. uh, Roger. We oh don't... no! You don't you don't understand. When I do something, that I have a set the rate. Oh, so okay. I'll just submit my invoice, and you just make sure it gets paid out. What is your What is your rate? Did you talk oh, to it's... Did you talk to Jean about this? It's pronounced yeah, Gene. It's it's pronounced Gene. Yeah, it's a, I just said I will give him fair market rate, which for me is just a million dollars for an interview. Uh, here's the thing, Roger. We don't have a lot of tennis players on, and, and it's it's wonderful to finally have one on. But maybe you don't understand. This is a, this is a journalistic podcast. We yeah. don't pay for an appearance. That would that would not be uh, that would not uh, be. No, really, you don't. Uh, you know, no, everybody proper. pays for an appearance. Y- yeah, I've, but so, I mean, we don't have a million dollars. No, you you don't become the richest athlete in the world uh, in 2019 by giving anything away for free. No, I mean that's that's probably true. That's probably true. We understand that, but I, I would I would venture a guess to say that most of your money isn't made from appearances. It's made from playing tennis and oh. uh, endorsements. Yes, and frankly, when I play tennis, sometimes there are endorsements happening on the court. Uh, how, how do you mean? So I made an endorsement where every time I hit the ball, I make $5,000 because I just softly say under my breath, eat it, Domino's. <laughs> uh, every time I hit the ball, eat it, Domino's. Wow. Eat it, Domino's. Eat it, Domino's. Eat it, a, Domino's. Boy, if, if, you, if you go and in. And when I like serve, a, I go, eat it, Domino's. You go... If you go to, like, a, a match point, I imagine that'll really rack it up for dominoes. Sometimes I let the other player win a couple of points so that I have more chances to say eat at the dominoes. Are there ever any uh, situations in which you're in a long volley? And I know every time you hit the ball, you say eat at dominoes, but maybe you're going up against another tennis superstar who is, say, maybe, I don't know, sponsored by Pizza Hut. Oh, oh wow. It, it, it makes for some really great tension. I assume you're talking about Nadal. Yes. Where <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Where at, sometimes at the net, when it's going back and forth very quickly, we just shorten it. So I'm going dominoes and he goes pizza hut and i go dominoes and he goes actually, pizza Jordan, hut and i go dominoes uh, and he goes uh, pizza uh, hut. i don't know if you knew this uh mr federer but we actually we have a series of microphones uh in, in every place <laughs> in the sporting world uh jordan we can have play some audio here from the last federer and adal match like recorded at the net okay yeah yeah actually sure let, let's play yeah, so, that let's yeah if, if we have the audio from the yeah absolutely let's play it yeah yeah, pizza hot. Dominoes. 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 Oh, pizza hot. Yeah. I think I can see why tennis players are so well paid. Yeah, that is why wow. we're well paid. You, and- as a, somebody who's viewing it at home, you might not even notice it. That's, that's true. That's very interesting. 
Yeah, I gotta say, it really adds an extra level of excitement to the match, if you ask me. Oh, by the way, we are now uh, a couple minutes into the interview, so legally I have to say this. Have you been injured in a hit-and-run accident? (laughs) Make sure that you call Tony Smandos. Tony Smandos, he is number one in the injury manage lawyer suing sue someone today wow a regional lawyer could cough up the money to get <laughs> roger lawyers Federer make to... very good money well yeah but still I, I mean, so is this something you say in every single interview roger every single interview you know some people might not even notice it we're in a world that's full of advertising. No, that's true. And sometimes it's very hard to distinguish what's advertising and what's content. Oh, that yeah. is true. The FTC won't let me be. But to be clear, I noticed that that was advertising because ah, yes. you you stopped us, informed us that you had to do it, and then did it. Oh, so yes, I, I, I found media. it very informative if yep. someone's looking for an attorney. So I, I don't know. I, I guess I was more fooled. Yep, yeah. it was native, a bit of native advertising. Seems like you always are, Jordan. <laughs> that does tend to be the case. <laughs> yeah. But no, you're right. I still make a lot of money from playing tennis. Yeah. I mean, especially at $5,000 per shot for dominoes. But, but you know, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about, you know, what what's it like, say, uh, between sets? You know, you get a chance, you go sit down, you don't have to remind yourself to constantly shot out dominoes. What's going through your mind in those moments when you're locked into, you know, you're heading into set five of Wimbledon and a chance to win another individual title? Oh, well, you know, at that point, I really have to have my head in the game. Mm -hmm. So generally, I'm just doing really, really easy shout outs on Cameo for $10,000 a piece (laughs) where I will say things like, hey, happy birthday, grandma, from your grandson joel anderson (laughs) it's me roger federer your favorite tennis player yeah i mean uh my grandma unfortunately is no longer with us but she wasn't a big tennis fan when she was that was just an example okay no he he could do a condolences one too yep okay i'll try one of those right now Uh, if someone paid me ten thousand dollars i might say oh it's my condolences this is tennis professional roger federer i am so sorry you lost your grandma Great. Well, I will. Uh, That's totally worth ten grand right there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was about fifteen years ago. But Do you feel could... better about it now, though? I would assume. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I obviously miss her very much and still do. But, uh, but you know, I'll, I'll try and get my parents to listen. They, the they, system works. They yep, have the a system works before. So, well, what's really? I mean, the, the, you think that I make most of my money from professional tennis matches, and that's just not true. Wait, really? Really? In fact, I made the most amount of the money from the Rich Guy Island Open. <laughs> what's? I'm sorry, what's the Rich Guy Island Open? Okay, so you know how rich people uh, kidnap homeless people and then hunt them for sport on their islands? Wait, this is some dangerous game shit you're talking about. This is some dangerous game shit. Yeah. Well, okay, sometimes so this- <laughs> these same rich people like to fly out famous tennis stars to play private matches for their amusement. I mean, oh. I'm definitely uh, that that sounds much more wholesome than the alternative. Well, once the killing stops, that's when the tennis starts. <laughs> uh, I really wish it was reversed. Well, no, they so 
the, they like to do it privately so that they can heckle the tennis players or throw uh, empty uh, bourbon glasses at the tennis players while they're playing. Sounds very dangerous, Roger. It's a the most second most dangerous. Actually, game. <laughs> I'm 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 okay with that part of it. I've always been a little annoyed by tennis's whole "we're a country club, so be quiet" thing. You know, well, the throwing the throwing of glasses, Joel, feels very violent. Okay, well, well they well, like to they like stuff, to look but... at us and say, "Play tennis, monkeys, play tennis." And then they make monkey noises at us while we play the tennis. I mean, if baseball players can go through getting heckled, I don't see what tennis players are so special that they can't. I'll the tell pay you what, is very it, good. I, if I was rich, I would absolutely pay to have my own personal home run derby. Yes. Just get like the oh, 10 that. best guys. I take them out to my ranch in you know Colorado, which is at elevation. Oh, this would be so much fun. Can I come, Jordan? <laughs> absolutely. Ooh, can I, <laughs> can I compete for money? You know what? It's yeah, 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 absolutely, Roger. All right, I will give you the friends and family discount. Only three million dollars. That's not bad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, how are you at Home Run Derby? Have you ever tried? What's the fastest fastball you've ever hit, Roger? Well, I know that uh, my tennis serves can get up to 120 miles an hour. So I assume it's probably about that (laughs) fast that I could hit. Yeah, I mean, uh, can I use my racket? I mean, I, if if you know what, if you think it'll make it work, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you, if you can hit a home run with your tennis racket, then I would just feel a bit more at home. How about this? Jordan will pay an extra million bucks if you can get one out of the park with your tennis racket. I'll take that bet. So, Roger, I think we've got a pretty good idea that it seems like most of the money you make is not from professional tennis, even though those purses are quite large when you're winning a tournament. Oh, yeah. sure. I also go on Twitch at night, and I have people make donations to my channel while I sleep. You're, I'm sorry, donations? What? Yep. I get the bits from Twitch of viewers. It's My show is called Watch Roger Federer Sleep. Well, See, no, this is, and this is I creepy. just sleep while people give me donations. In fairness, Jordan, he's, he's very open about the whole process here. So if people want to give him their money, I guess I don't have much to say. But. No, this just this reminds me of, of something I've seen on Twitch or heard about, which is that you know young, young people will do this. They will tape themselves sleeping, and then uh, creepy people will give them money. And so I'm, I'm oh. just a little concerned for you, Roger. Well, I don't wear a lot of clothes when I do it. <laughs> So well, I guess Jordan to be honest with you I'm less creeped out by the people who want to watch the adult tennis player uh I mean I'm sure they're dangerous in their own way but they seem less dangerous than the other creeps Now you understand I'm just trying to make an honest living <laughs> it really does seem like it Yeah Yep any, any 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 I guess tips for the rest of us or other tennis players on how they could be as financially successful as you Oh lots of tips So number 1 Stop worrying so much about the tennis thing. Okay. <laughs> right. And number two, monetize, monetize, monetize. That, that's not actually, I don't know if that's very actionable advice, Roger. I mean. Monetize. Everybody well, knows to monetize. It's make the how money to from the things you do. Monetize. Well, right. But that's, do you see how that's not really advice as much as that's. It is. This make guy is money. speaking my language. Yep, make right. money. Go but, make but money. I don't think the problem for people is that they don't know that they should try to monetize something. It's the, Joel, it's the difficulty of monetizing Joel, you it. you know what you should do after this podcast? 
What's go that? make a popular podcast and make some money. <laughs> That's okay. uh, hurtful, but uh, yeah. fair. Yeah. Roger, uh, thank you very much for your time today. I look forward to getting paid for this. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. That's what we're sports time. Everybody loves wide world weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports: nineteen outrageous Dennis Rodman stories, part three. Oh, that's right. Ooh, the stunning conclusion. Yeah. yeah, it is. We're on number fourteen out of nineteen. These are crazy Dennis Rodman stories. Some were in The Last Dance. Some you might not have heard of in The Last Dance. Number 14. He crashed a Pearl Jam concert and stayed on stage for 45 minutes. Wow. 45 minutes? Did yeah, Pearl Jam the know? Are good. Uh, yeah. A longtime Pearl Jam fan, Rodman in 1998 leapt on stage during the band's Dallas tour stop and remained there. Drunk and shirtless for the bulk of their set. Okay. So, af- <laughs> yep, after attempting to perform backing vo- vocals on Corduroy and Alive, Rodman finally left once the band cut off his mic. They gave him a mic! <laughs> That's on them. That's on them. Yeah. So it yeah. seems like they invited this. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, like, Alive is not an easy song either. So I don't want to hear him go, oh, oh I'm still alive. Yeah. Hey, like, hey, that's a tough song. Whoa. That is that like veteran few others can really make it work. You know, this is funny because I, I had heard once that actually at, at the Grammys, it was a soy bomb. That was Dennis Rodman. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. that was him. So this kind Did of ties that together. Did not look like him. Yeah. yeah. What was well, soy bomb? Came on stage during a Dylan performance at the Grammys. And he had uh, soy bomb written on his chest. Yeah, see, that's I don't, I don't care about the Grammys. So, oof. <laughs> Moving on, uh, number fifteen. While playing for the Mavericks, he lived with owner Mark Cuban. I didn't know he played for the Mavericks. <laughs> yep, and lived with Mark Cuban. Oof. So Rodman's <laughs> final run in the NBA was a month-long stint with the Dallas Mavericks in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Depending on who you ask, he either he was signed for either his rebounding ability or to help with ticket sales. <laughs> fair, fair. But either way, Cuban was so eager for Rodman's arrival that he let the player stay in his guest house. I was I was wondering, is like yeah, was it a guest house? Was it a pool house? Dennis Rodman and Mark Cuban's guest house. I mean, I assume Mark Cuban didn't let him get too close to him, so it's gotta be like a detached home, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would think so. Oh, and so and- Ro- by the way, Phil, I I don't think it's fair to say that it's possible that Mark Cuban might have hired Robin just for ticket sales. You want to talk about a classic substance over style guy? That's Mark Cuban. You know, oh sure, he didn't build his fortune with some flash in the pan thing that proved to have zero value in the long run. No, no, Good. no. <laughs> he built it brick by brick, and that's why it sits in the solid foundation it does now. Everybody at home, read Mark Cuban's Wikipedia to understand what Joel's talking about. Um, Rodman was released after 12 games and a few insults thrown Cuban's way. He doesn't need to be hanging around the other players like he's a coach or something, said Rodman of Cuban. Woof. Mm. Hey, you're in my guest house. Right, exactly. (laughs) You know, he's not not wrong about that. (laughs) Nah, nah. 
There's also no hard feelings. Cuban credits Rodman with teaching him how to attract media attention. Thanks, Rodman. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I mean, they were only together for a month. It must have been a crash course, but it looks like Cuban really, really picked up in the lessons. <laughs> oh, sure. So here's uh, number 16. Rodman's retirement routine is as such. Strip club all night, early morning Starbucks run, an Equinox session, and then sleeping for days at a time. Mm. What? Yep. So a 2013 Broward New Times profile painted a depressing portrait of Rodman's alcohol fuel post-playing life. He said, we go like five places and that's it. Rodman's girlfriend told the paper. Hmm. Well, what were yeah. the places? Strip club, Starbucks, Equinox, and then he <laughs> sleeps. Oh, right. I don't think That's this it. is at all outrageous. It's just, it's just really, <laughs> no, really. I think it's pretty outrageous. No, that yeah. a fabulously wealthy person who's now retired and and probably coping with depression is sleeps uh, for days. I mean. If I didn't have to work... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry, Joel. <laughs> yeah. It's getting dark. <laughs> Number funny. 17, he once did a radio interview while receiving oral sex. Okay, that's outrageous. <laughs> yeah. The juiciest tidbit in As Bad As I Want to Be was an anecdote about Rodman refusing to go down on Madonna, but when it comes to his own pleasure, he had fewer boundaries. In 2013, Rodman called into a sports radio station to discuss the Miami Heat's team chemistry, only for the listeners to discover he was engaged in a rarely attempted form of multitasking. Now, was wow. he giving oral pleasure or receiving? He was receiving. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it might have taken him longer to figure out that's what was happening in the interview. Right, exactly. Because it exactly. was radio. Until he went, yeep! Because that's what people do when they're getting blowjobs, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, more power to him if he can if he can answer questions while. Uh, uh, never mind. Number eighteen. <laughs> he was fired from Celebrity Apprentice for misspelling Melania Trump's name. <laughs> and we all know what sort of you know I empirical correctness that Donald Trump brings to grammar and spelling. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, this was three years before the Slovenian model became first lady. Rodman was kicked off the long running reality show when his team spelled her name M I L A N I A on a poster for her skincare line. And then Donald Trump was like, you didn't even learn how to spell the name. You fired. You fired. <laughs> Get off course, my show, he, you fired. He spelled fired with three E's, but let's not. Uh... Yeah, his, his spelling on his tweets ain't great, so I don't know why you'd be so mean to, <laughs> yeah. to poor Rodman for misspelling Melania as Milan, like the city, and then IA. Melania. Makes sense right. to me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Number 19 and the final one, which I will present without comment beyond the title. Number 19. He has broken his penis three times. What? Oh. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. I'm still not going to comment on that last video, even though I have more information because I think it's better to just let that one lie. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports. 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 
podcast. But before we go, we're going to bring back Roger Federer, who will hopefully give you our contact information uh, for, for free. And thank you for paying me more to come back and give the contact information. Wait, what? We, don't, we really don't have any more to I pay, Roger. To, I talked to Gene, and he said that you're going to pay me more. I don't know why yeah, I, I mean, said if, that. If, if, he, if he says we're good for it, I trust him. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to send me money via Facebook pay. Facebook pay. It's as bad as you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> nice Rodman tie in there. Yeah. Or you can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. And if you like my tweets, you can cash at me money. Dollar sign Roger Federer. Okay. All right. Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. And this drop was brought to you by anchor.fm. It's podcaster's choice for Roger Federer. <laughs> Thank you very much, Roger. Yeah. It's good to be here. Dominoes. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. Never thought I'd feel bad for Dennis Rodman's penis. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.